Welcome to the Terrible Outdoorsman Podcast. We got Brian Cowan, your host. Jimmy Dolmage. Jimmy Dolmage, who's six feet away from the mic. Jimmy Dolmage. <laughs> and who else? Captain JG from Midland, Michigan. I do apologize if there's a little bit of background noise. I am upstairs in the home office. Poor insulation up here. And so I've got the... Uh, mobile air conditioner unit blowing right on me, it's okay. and the we're microphone d- may pick up a little bit of uh, the background turbo we're, we're, engine. We should have sold it better and just said, yeah, I'm out on the boat right now. <laughs> um, I'm doing a podcast live on the boat. Um, just wanted to be with you guys. Didn't want to miss anything. That's how you sell it. You don't, Honesty is not the best policy here. You're looking pretty sweaty, I man. more people... I know my forehead is glistening. I will say you got the AC blown on you. The turbines (laughs) are just blown on you, and you're glistening in in the camera here. I'm I'm doing the same here. Yeah. Oh, what's that? It is a warm one. Oh yeah, it's like 97. It was 106 yesterday. I got in my truck and it said 110, which is never super accurate, right? And and then by the time I was driving home because it drops, it was 102. I'm I was like, still ready awesome. to go fishing, by the way. Yeah, so this guy calls me on Monday and says, let's go fishing tomorrow. <laughs> Probably do is going to be 100 degrees on Tuesday. He's like, so what? I'm like, I'm not fucking going. It's the perfect weather. I'm not going. It's the perfect weather for no fishing. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, we're throwing this together um, before we go on our Tequamanan trip. Bob, uh, unfortunately, couldn't make it tonight. He got stuck with some some lovely Army work that he could not get out of. He's super thrilled. That, that that where we talk about you know their your blood pressure hitting that boiling point yeah he's there today um he's super pissed that he couldn't make it so um we're gonna do it without him just so we can get one in but yeah we're leaving uh saturday so we are going to be uh without service and and you know around normal humans so we won't be able to do any podcasts so we're gonna get this in um catch up with jg see what's been going on um he's got some successful stories um, something that we lack. No from, freaking way. Oh, my God. Something we seriously lack from the last five podcasts we've done. Um, I don't know if you listened to the one we just posted, Jason, but it, literally the whole thing was like, we didn't catch a muskie on this lake. We didn't catch a muskie on this lake. We didn't catch one on this lake. And it's like, why the fuck is anybody going to listen to us? We suck. I mean, I guess it's in the name, right? We try real hard, and we look real cool while we're doing it. We got all the gadgets and gizmos. But boy, do we suck. We went five for five on just being terrible. Yeah, we went five for five on not catching musky. And not only not catching musky, not seeing musky. We're five for five. Crushing it. We should be called uh, we should be called the participation trophy. Oh yeah. Yeah, we get participation awards for sure. Yeah. My wife made up ribbons. <laughs> Every outing that we actually go out fishing, we had a ribbon. <laughs> I'm starting to think Jimmy's bad luck. Oh, we shit. we brought him into the mix, and all of a sudden, I don't catch shit. I was hoping to God you guys wouldn't catch on. This yeah, I know because I go up to Winya and I did really well, and then since then I have not seen a fish. Well, I no, was I, there. At I guess Winya, I got though. one last week when I took the kids out, but I, otherwise I haven't seen a fish. That's the life of a musky fisherman, I guess. He's got to go kick them out. Oh man, they need a new mascot. All right, so 
Let's do our celebratory, Jemmy, before we get going. What is this, by the way? Because this worry. is so not we, our usual So I am, all, I am all out of apple pucker because I took the whole bottle to Bob's. And we're, uh, again, throwing this together at my house since uh, Bob's busy. So Don't even tell me. Let's just get yep, it. Yep, we're just going to hit it home. Snort! I'll send it back. Oh, Jimmy, that geez. sounded good oh, Jesus that. Christ. I didn't know. I don't know what that is, but that. it is good. It's pure gasoline. <laughs> it's it it stings the nostrils. <laughs> it's a it's a pungent smell. <laughs> stings the nostrils. Oh, that is some apple pie moonshine. That is really really good uh, from the likes of Old Smoky Distillery or whatever really? the hell that is. I the stuff you get in a mason jar. Picking up some of that. Oh, dude, it's so good. I've talked about it in previous podcasts, the pickles and the, the cherries and stuff, but they had a, a jar of uh, apple pie moonshine. I don't know. I think it's like 75 proof. Or Can I, I get know. this locally? Yeah, it's at Benstein Liquor. Oh, right down Benstein. The road. <clears throat> yeah. My spot. It is tasty. So, Jason, what are you drinking tonight? Oh, I'm kicking back with some Leinenkugels. Leinenkugels? <laughs> I'm a fan of the lining kugels. Like you have, I can't not say it like that. Lining kugels, lining kugels. <laughs> you got to. That is a good drink, though. Um, that's one of my favorite summertime drinks. I'm a big fan of the Coors Light, but sometimes I don't want to drink 17 beers. I just want to have a couple, and those are good. Like sipping on the beach or on, on the boat. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I got made fun of. We went up to our cottage in Canada one time. One of the guys was just giving me all kinds of hell because I was drinking summer shandies. And I'm like, I don't know why you're giving me hell. Like, this is stronger than the shit you're drinking. Doesn't that suck? Like, you, like, bring, like, something like Kahlua to, like, fishing, and then you just get Whoa. made fun of re- relentlessly for it? Whoa. We're talking lining kugel summer shandy compared to Kahlua and I, white Russians or whatever the fuck it was you brought. I bring Bud Platinums, and your dad's like, get that glass I'm, off my boat. I'm pretty sure you had, like, white claws or something. They weren't out yet, but I would have. Oh, Trying to watch the carbs here. Oh. Did you bring me a beer? Well, you said no. You son of a bitch. Actually, you had one job. Insulted me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Jimmy gets me a beer. Like, As we're three minutes into it, Saturday, you need a beer. That's a good start. Um, yeah, so we, uh, we just caught up on the last podcast, Jason. Um, so what, uh, what's been new with you? I know uh, you've got some stories from last weekend. What's been up? I actually, I actually made it out to Saginaw Bay. If you recall, I tried to go to Saginaw Bay in February, and I broke my leg. I tried to go to Saginaw Bay. Um, Wait, so when you broke your, your leg, month? you were going to Saginaw Bay to ice fish? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you should never go to Second Up A again. Never. It sucks you live so, right next to it, but you should not go to that lake. Bay, whatever. So, yeah, I tried to go to Saginaw Bay, and I broke my leg. Then, I think it was in May, I tried to go to Saginaw Bay, and I blew a trailer bearing and the heater hose in my truck. And I finally, after the third attempt, made it to Saginaw Bay, and... I'm in Midland, and I still smell that. <laughs> it was pungent. 
Oh. You're still muted. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's awkward silence with some whistling noises. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, continue with All your right, uh, so, bearing story. So, um, finally made it to Saginaw Bay, and if you can believe this, I actually caught some fish. I mean, wow. I can actually tell you that we went out and caught some fish. So you're um, trying to like separate yourself from the podcast. That that's fine. Whatever. Yeah. I'm hoping, I'm hoping after I tell one success story in 15 podcasts that I'll be picked up by another podcast. Whoa. I, I can't make promises on that. We'll see. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we caught some walleye. We'll see we, what package uh, they have to offer. Yeah, the benefits package. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we went out there. Dad and I trolled around with crawler harnesses and caught some walleye. Just had a, a relaxing trip. We did a little shakedown cruise on Saturday afternoon or, or evening for a couple of hours just to make sure we could get there without a broken leg or a blown trailer bearing. And we made it. A couple hours, caught a few fish, and then we were up early, got out there for a half day, and ended up with... Um, eight walleye, a couple of sheephead and stuff, and just kind of had a, a nice um, slow pick of action. It was never hot and heavy. Um, actually, we did have one triple. We had one triple where things were really happening. But other than that, just, yeah, just had some consistent action and had a good time and was thankful to finally, finally get out on the boat without issues. So Yeah, that's yeah, good. Well, I'm glad somebody finally caught some some fish. Was it just you and your dad? It was. It was just me and my dad. My brother was going to try to make it up, but we'll have to have him on the podcast because he was dealing with some truck issues, oh, so he couldn't make it. Ooh, I like I like those issues. Those are good stories. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's a good way guys, to spend Father's Day, you know. Yep, exactly. That's what it was, a chance to get out, spend Father's Day, had a good time with dad, and then I saw that you – and Bob texted me, I think, on Saturday, right, when you were on the Detroit River? Yep. Yeah, we talked about that. We, 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 that story um, starts at the same place it ends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was uneventful. I will say it was a lot of fun. But um, just to uh, reiterate the terrible outdoorsmanist story ever, I um, we get out there to the first spot, and I forgot all the bondy baits I just bought specifically for <laughs> that fishing. Um, now I, they are in I my really, bag. I really feel. I really feel like I. I don't want to say we're cursed, but I am feeling more and more like the events that are unfolding right before our very eyes are worse and more frequent. Oh yeah, and they were well, before starting this podcast. It's either they're they're more before frequent or we're noticing them more. I'm not sure which yeah. one it is. I, I feel like it's just happening more, but I I, I think yeah. part of it is because we're just doing more, right? Like this, the, we talked about it in episode one, right? The whole idea around this podcast was to force my ass to get outdoors. Bobby, same way, um, and it's definitely done that. I mean, we fished for muskie five times already this year. Last year, I don't think I fished for muskie five times all year. And I've already been out five times. Yeah. So <clears throat> that's kind of, again, my whole premise is to force me to get out, get outdoors and do some stuff and, and get some content. And some, but I think just the more we do it, the more shit's <laughs> going wrong. And not that anything went wrong. Everything went fine. I, I still feel like we did everything right on that trip. 
Um, it just yeah. didn't, it didn't work, but it wasn't great conditions. Like looking back at it, it was a super cold front came in. Like it was cold and oh. we were in sweatshirts and, and, and t-shirts the entire day where it was like 90 the day before. And then it dropped to sixties, you know, um, didn't really yeah. have any, any weather per se, but that, that drop like that. And then we've got, we both, we've all got some fishing apps that show like the barometric pressure and the lunar phase and all that. And if you believe in any of that, it, it was, it was bottom line poor. It couldn't have gone any less unless it went negative. Like it was bottom line poor the entire day. Like if you believe in any of that, that's true as shit because we didn't see a fish. And then I, I've been on Facebook all week and I see multiple people have posted fish that they jigged out of the Detroit river that day. No, um, like Monday and Tuesday. And one was on Bondi's page. I don't know if you guys saw it, but like the background. Yeah. We fished right in front of that. (laughs) So like we were in the right spot. Um, might, may have helped if we had the right colors. Um, whatever. (laughs) Uh, It is what it is. Uh, I still feel like we were, we, we, uh, put forth a good effort and it was, uh, we explored some new water and, uh, it was, it was good, but we have, uh, Bob and I talked the other day, like after the podcast, and, like we have done every aspect of musky fishing now for the year. Like we're good. Now we're going to start breaking down a particular one and like, we're going to start honing it in. Now, well then this weekend we're, yeah. we're shooting up to Taquamana and like, we're literally going to fish every type of fishing that's available in Michigan. Well, we got to switch over to bow fishing yeah. now. Oh, bow fishing. We're going to start yeah. shooting muskies. Yeah. Don't tell Jason though. He's... I heard he's with the DNR. He's so. okay. He, he likes it. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, it's uh, – it, it was – I would say about that, that musky jigging, that, uh, that musky jigging, I've only done it a couple of times, as you know, but because of that technique of jigging in the river is not foreign – okay, I shouldn't say it's not foreign. Casting's not foreign to me either, but casting out into the great unknown of Lake St. Clair just yeah. doesn't feel like I have the best chance, but at least when I'm jigging, I feel like I have more confidence just because of the time I've spent, and you right. both as well, have spent on the Detroit River walleye fishing. It's like, right. hey, I can go to spots. I can jig. I can keep my line vertical. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's not like we are overwhelmed with success, but right. from a confidence standpoint, I feel more confident jigging in front of those stacks on the Canadian side than I do standing on the boat and casting into a thousand square miles of water. Exactly. Just drifting across nothing, hoping there's a muskie in that needle in a haystack. Like we covered some water. Yeah, I mean, a ton. We, so we started at the mouth of, of St. Clair of the Great River and we yeah. went all the way to the south end of Belle Isle. That's a long fucking yeah. ways. Like my Navionics said, like four miles. We drifted that, and then we well, we drifted yeah. one side. Then we motored back up to the north end of Bell, and we drifted the other side. Then we did the American side. Like we covered, but every aspect of that four mile stretch of river, and nothing came of it. But <clears throat> oh well, the muskies the, or the bondy baits are in the boat now. They're I'm sorry, they're in my tackle box. Um, they are ready to go. All my lures that I currently own are in my damn box. I cannot forget them. I got to say this. Um, I'm really glad you talked me into getting my uh, Canada license because it ended up that at my work that Saturday or that Saturday ended up being mandatory. <laughs> and for me to just be able to look at them dead in the eye and go, I wasn't even in the country. <laughs> Worked so well in my favor. I couldn't come in. I wasn't even in the country, bro. I was six feet into another country. <laughs> but 
my boss turns out he just bought a house in uh, Gross Point, asked me where I went, and then he immediately called me out on it, which I was not expecting because yeah. he's from California. So, yeah. but. Yeah, it was it was, it was fun to do though. Like I really liked the water. I mean, the whole time, like I felt super confident that we were going to put a fish in the boat. Um, and I kept telling Bob because like one, like a couple times you like, you tell he was getting ready to like go. Yeah, and I just kept making the comment. I was like, it only takes one fish. Like even if we didn't land a fish, if we just hook into a fish, we're going to be jacked, and it's going to be a successful outing, yeah. right? And so we just kept saying. This squirrel literally just tried to come into your house. Dude saw us. Dude. <laughs> turned, turned I told you. Ran. He literally just tried to come it's in the op- house. It's Operation Squirrel Hell. The last <laughs> podcast. Literally squirrel trying to run in my house right now. Oh man, I gotta get get gotta get the gun out. Oh, fuck. Uh, I got a, I got a funny story about that after we wrap this up, but um anyways, yeah, it was a good trip. Um super excited for this upcoming weekend. I can't like I'm, I'm what we're two. I got two working days left, and then we're going north to, to Guamina River, and we're going to be in some nothingness. And the weather forecast could not be better. Saturday is like 72, no rain. Sunday, Monday, nice. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is like 60s and no rain. Like it could not be like better conditions for fishing. Um, it's going to be cool. It's going to be comfortable. Um, and there's no nice. like weird post frontal shit. If anything, they're talking a chance of rain on Wednesday, so Tuesday might be pre frontal. I yeah. I feel really confident we're gonna we're gonna tie into some muskies just based on the weather. Nice. The, I looked at the barometric pressure. I looked at like the lunar like everything is looking good for this weekend. Hopefully, it, it pans out. That might give substance to your theory too, because I will not be on that trip, and everything's looking good so far. Exactly. So. If we kind the musky, you are never fishing with me again. You better hope we don't catch. I'm shit. not going to get this damn challenge done, dude. You, you better get you a boat, boy. I'm going to be kayaking so, the Detroit River. So t- this morning, I'm, I'm heading out for work. It's like 5:30 in the morning. I'm walking out my house, and I got my coffee in hand. Open up my front door. And, well, Jimmy, you can see where we're at. Like, from my front door to the corner where my flag is, there was a fucking deer standing right there. I'm talking 10 feet from my door. And it's a gigantic doe. And it just takes off and starts blowing. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm stepping out my door and fucking, I'm like, I, I'm like, oh, my God. And I spilled co- <laughs> coffee all over me. And I'm like, what the hell is that? And it's, it's a huge doe all by herself. She's just walking down my driveway right in front of my door as i open it up scared the shit right out of me i'm living in like some real wilderness here squirrels trying to run in my house squirrels in my house or in my boat oh man i live like 10 minutes away from you and i don't deal with any of that for real i just we just got a picture a couple nights ago there was like four deer in my backyard right next to my kids playground like i almost smoked one leaving your house one night from 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 my from my upstairs to that back wood line is about a thirty yard shot. My bow can do it. Yeah. Jason didn't. Jason didn't hear that. <laughs> He's in the fisheries department. He don't care. Right, your jurisdiction yeah. Um, is here. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, super stoked for the for this weekend. Um, it's gonna be good. We're gonna have some content. I got the GoPro already charged up. I got extra memory cards. I got a portable charger charge up. Like we're gonna get some some video of nothing. 
You should uh, you should get ready to post a video that's just a tour of the Tequamanon River. That's it. Yep. I'm, I'm going to tell you this. They're going up there. They're all staying in the same tent. If you don't, don't catch any fish, you guys can switch over to OnlyFans real quick. Booyah! <laughs> I'll start snapping GoPros in my feet. Um, I go. did. I got my tent set up... Uh, Monday, because I knew it was going to be hot as shit these couple days. We got my tent set up. That's all in good working order. And no, we're going to take two tents, because after I set it up, I call Bob and I'm like, dude, we're not sleeping four people in this tent. It's no. a nine-person tent. If you're sleeping ass to mouth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's It's not a four-guy tent by any means whatsoever. Yeah. Not happening. So Bob's got an extra tent he's going to bring up for Mark and Tom. Thank God. They're on their own. <laughs> Bobby and I will get the big nice. tent. So, yeah. Yes, sir. It's gonna be good. Um, what do you, you got? Anything planned coming up? What do you? I know you said you were going somewhere so, this weekend. I think were you? Th- yeah, this weekend headed down to Ohio for Nikki's cousin uh, graduation party. Um, but one of the one of the episodes coming up here this year, I'd like to take a look at a lake with you all and break it down from the computer kind of do some computer scouting on a reservoir that's about a half hour from where uh my fiance is from because it's a a musky stocked lake by the ohio dnr and of their musky reservoirs that they do stock this one uh west branch reservoir is ranked towards the top as far as opportunity so it would be fun i think to sit down on the computer go through a map talk about what um different features and stuff to try and target and one time in the fall i'm gonna drag uh our 18 foot boat down there and fish and give it a try and catch nothing in ohio because that'll be fun well you hit me up when you're ready to do that jimmy's dying so bad the fish like (laughs) oh my god (laughs) any chance i can this dude calls me every day to go fishing and like i feel bad because like there's days like i want to go fishing but i also just don't because work fucking sucked (laughs) <laughs> or my drive. Oh, my God. The drive anymore is gnarly around here. I'm good about it, too. I'll go, here's 20 bucks for gas. Here's 40 bucks for gas. You know, depending you start on paying me 40 bucks in gas to fish a mile down the road. Be in. <laughs> Let's go. Our, our lake's like five minutes away. I'll, I'll go for 40 bucks a day. Here's 40 that's, that's my own OnlyFans right there. <laughs> Only fish. <laughs> Onlyfish.com. Trademark that. I almost, just, uh, I almost just spit my beer all over my computer <laughs> onlyfish.com patent pending <laughs> oh man and this is that moment that every that our listener turned, oh, no. turned uh, off the podcast no i'm invested sometimes, sometimes it. it takes us a while to get to that moment but we we're early we're like like 20 minutes in we're man, we're crushing it all right, so um, we got a couple new segments. We're gonna we're trying to change the show up. I'm trying to do some different things and just talk nonsense and not catching any things. So we do have a couple different segments. One we're not going to be able to do today, but one that Bob's going to start doing um, is kind of like a veteran uh, veteran call out thing um, that him and I've been talking about. So he's got a ton of um, either service members that are currently active duty or some that are unfortunately have passed. Um, that so every episode we're going to start doing a veteran call out. So if anybody has any veterans that, that listens, they have a veteran that you want us to call out, um, shoot me an email, just the terrible outdoorsman at gmail.com. Um, and we'll uh, we'll read those over the air. And if you want to call out somebody you know, uh, again, whether they're you know, maybe, maybe whether they're alive, not alive, maybe they're they, you know, killed in action, um, whatever, you know, we want to start recognizing our 
our military members. So that's the one that he was going to do today, but unfortunately, um, he's not going to be here. So we'll start it up on the next podcast, um, which is a bummer because I was super excited about that. Um, but um, Sir Jason here has another segment he's going to start doing, and it's our <laughs> and it's our weekly fishing report. He's yeah, super so stoked, me. and he is prepared as hell for it. So what do you got? Well, What's the word around the state um, for for fishing? And, I mean, yeah. obviously um, you can't talk about all the lakes, um, but yeah. brief over you. What do you what's, what's hot, what's not? Sure. Hotornot.com. Is that still a thing? I don't know, but I like this. I thought you were going to have him do, like, just, like, success stories. Like, I thought well, we're going to get gonna, there. But I thought no, we were going to rely on him for, like, success stories. But, no, I like this, too. Well, this we, is good. we can't talk about success stories. Right. <laughs> we rely on him. We suck. <laughs> so we talked about this a little bit, like you said, Ryan, and didn't want to just come on here and recite the weekly fishing report you can get online, yep. you know, from the DNR. So I did scour the uh, airwaves trying to track down just different blurbs and stuff and and one thing i can say like you like you mentioned about prior to last weekend with the warm weather that cold front moves in i think that a lot of the inland lakes and stuff uh this time of year we're up here around midland um we're seeing uh kind of the tail end of panfish spawning now that we're into the end of june there's still some bluegill and stuff on beds but i think that's about wrapping up here and i suspect down in southeast michigan that's pretty much wrapped up just because of the temperature that we're getting yeah so the waters um, were warm you know, looked, last week well the river wasn't super well for the river i think it's warm it was what 69 68 i think okay. um, which i think for the river is pretty warm um but when i was yeah. fishing around here it was in the 80s i mean it was warm and there was yeah. there were bluegill beds everywhere i didn't see any fish on the bed but you can yeah. see the beds, so I don't know if they're off the beds now. I mean, I know it's usually beginning of June is kind of prime time for, for gill beds. but Right. I, th- I think you're right. I think that the beds are still there uh, because it's just, just now we're post-spawn. So there's probably still a couple of fish up there on the beds, but primarily that stuff is all, all done. And, Jimmy, that's um, bluegill, not, not crappies. Pumpies? Not pumpies. <laughs> no, pumpies are exclusive to a private yeah. pond, I know. Yes, yes. Um, but... Uh, you know, I suspect it seems like right now the pads are out, so you know what it's time for. Ooh. The popping pad crasher. Suicide Frog. Frog. Frogging, Every time man. I drive by a lake and I look around mm. the shoreline, I just look at all of the weeds that you could throw yep. a frog in. And yep. you and I are partial to the frog because of, I think it's because of the bite because of the explosion that happened oh, it's, and it's so good i will be stubborn i will be stubborn primarily when i'm bass fishing it's at the at the cabin so i'm <clears throat> familiar with the lake but i will go out there and say okay for the entire weekend i'm only going to cast one lure and i will just go beat the shore mm-hmm. hitting the pads just around the entire lake and i mean the lake's only um it's 60 some 60 something acres i mean you can yeah. fish the entire shoreline in a day right yeah. but it's like i will i will sacrifice a few bites um and not throw a rubber worm i will throw a frog in the lily pads because i like how exciting it is when the fish hit so oh, there's uh, nothing better i mean they yeah they blow up on a frog yeah oh, it's, yeah i've never tried throwing a frog seriously oh, i've God. seen it well so let me i i have a few 
I bought that Live Target or whatever that brand is. That uh, oh, yeah. super expensive for all. Yeah, well, I've never four dollar booyah popping pad crash. I need to get some. Do you boil them first? Because I'm seeing a lot no, of video of people I boiling. Eat, I don't eat them. No. <laughs> well, I'm seeing like people like videos of them putting them on their dash and letting the car yeah, like soften are them. Dumb. Just throw the fucking frog in the lily pads. <laughs> Just twitch it a couple times. Like, come on, people. See, see, what's funny is what's funny is letting it quote unquote boil. That used to be what would happen when I had a plastic tackle box with a hula popper skirt. <laughs> <laughs> I had to replace so much tackle because of that also, this year. Speaking of that, not to derail your fishing report i took my wife out fishing last week she hasn't gone fishing in like two years so she pulls out her tackle box and the one tray it's literally like just goo <laughs> like all these lures are just melted and she's like what like where has this been well it was on my front porch oh yeah which where she had it was right in sunlight coming in from from a window and i'm like well i had to have like just gotten super hot because we don't oh, have air out there shit i just but realized... like all her spinnerbait skirts and shit were just melted like glue yeah, it was, that was funny but dude all my stuff is in my car right now oh just yeah it's when, been in there all day today we got some goo lures no dude yeah, all my chatterbaits and spinners Sorry, yeah, Jason. so so that um that frog bite is I'm super like that's one of my favorite things is the frog bite like I can't these next couple weeks if I get out locally like I want to get nighttime last couple hours and I'm tying a frog on and I put the whole tackle box away because I ain't doing nothing but just twitching a frog around like and when we were out uh, with my wife um, we had some beautiful lily pads and I'm like mm, do I do the frog but. <clears throat> the way the the pads were, they were super sporadic, so there was a lot of room in between them. So I threw on the Zerispook, the old Jason tried and true. First cast, twitched it a couple times and had one hit it, lost it, and after that didn't have another one. But I was like, motherfucker, this there's something to this. <laughs> but yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. So I guess yeah, for the first for the first iteration of this fishing report, it's a it's a bit sparse, and I think it's because when you do search online and stuff and, and like I said I'm not just going to get on here and recite the DNR fishing report yeah. that they post weekly but I will put a plug in to sign up for it and get oh, an email it, it is a good report it comes out weekly and it's that's, that seems to mainly tailor around like Great Lakes though it seems like it and does, I know I've seen yeah. I've seen some bigger waters on there before or, or some river chains too like yeah. I want to say I saw a Sable River on there one time yeah um, it's um a lot of that information that gets presented in that fishing report comes from the creel clerks and the creel clerks are spread around the great lakes um but primarily they are targeting ports and so every once in a while you do get some some inland lake reports but uh it is a bit sparse for inland waters and it's because a lot of like i said a lot of the info comes from the creel clerks and they are operating on yeah. the great lakes and, and stuff like that but anyway well um, we'll, we'll rely on the inland lakes from our i follow about a million facebook pages yeah michigan sportsman and and other pages and then uh so we'll rely on some of that information on top of that dnr report so just yeah uh, yeah Yep. Any like any said, other info on the on the Great Lakes side? Like obviously you you were out in Saginaw Bay, but is there any um, anything going on on the um, on the west side? Um, so you you had sent me that report of alewives. Uh, yeah, that was I started reading. Beach. I didn't. I, I started reading that today, and I didn't have a ton of time to finish it. Um, it was super interesting um, to understand. I guess. For the people who don't know what the hell an airwave is, um, 
go into some minor detail because I know you can probably talk for an hour on that shit. You yeah, and I have so, talked about it for an hour, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just just to keep it brief, alewife is a small forage fish. Um, it's very similar looking to like a gizzard shad. Um, it's an invasive species. It, it came into the Great Lakes several decades ago, and back in the day, their populations were astronomical. And based on where we are, um, they don't really handle large fluctuations in temperature very well and so when you come out of winter into spring and then summer um, often there will be a a large natural die-off but it's been several years since there were enough alewife to actually the die-off occur and then they get washed up on shore and um, several decades ago it would happen every year and there would be tons and tons of alewives that would die and wash up on shore and it was a problem and so that was sort of the impetus behind introducing salmon to the to Lake Michigan and the Great Lakes was to take advantage of that forage species and provide a very sporting fish for anglers to catch. King salmon got their name because they they were and they are the king of the Great Lakes. They just fight hard and anglers like them. Yeah. Uh, but it was interesting to see alewives die and wash up on shore because I know that um, over the last several years, although they are an invasive species, there is a fishing industry that relies on their presence to be right. you know, high enough to support salmon. They're like a key forage for salmon on the west side of the state, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. A Chinook salmon is, I, I joke around, a Chinook salmon will die before it eats something other than an alewife. Yeah. Like they literally are so specific on their forage that they they rely so uh, heavily on alewife that if alewife disappeared, like we wouldn't have the king salmon fishery. So anyway, it was just interesting that, yeah, there were um, so many alewife, they actually they died and then washed up and it's something that hasn't been seen over there. But now wasn't, you were telling me um, years ago um, that wasn't there an issue with either the alewife had moved from, Huron to to Michigan or from Michigan to to Huron and that was hurting the fishery because like they had, you had seen that population shift to the one side of the state wasn't that a thing so vaguely so the I don't know what fuck I'm talking about <laughs> back in <laughs> so the alewife in Lake Huron um, they ultimately crashed the, the population of alewife in Lake Huron crashed and that occurred um, in the early 2000s and that unfortunately led to the demise of Chinook salmon. They just, like I said, they just won't eat anything else. And so um, changed up stocking strategies, but there's still some Chinook or King salmon um, stocked in Northern Lake Huron, but a lot of those fish will end up migrating over to Lake Michigan, feed, and then move back to Northern Lake Huron where they were stocked. So anyway, no, you, you recited some good info. Yeah, we've talked about, it's funny, we've talked about a lot of this stuff over the years, and uh, it's interesting when some of it shows up in a DNR newsletter that you may kind of have forgotten about if you're not a salmon fisherman. But I, I did, anyway, honestly, because I, I, you know, I, I very rarely ever fish for salmon. So when I saw that article, like it just triggered that memory of us having that conversation back when we worked yeah. at Dick's, and I'm like, Oh yeah. shit! You know, I'm reading the article and it's all coming back to me, and I'm like, oh, yep. man, "That's a good, good topic to talk about." But, tonight, uh, so. yeah, the, the west, the west side, um, the salmon fishing over there this year has been good. It's been good. Typically in June, it will slow down a bit, um, but places like Ludington, that's 
one of the ports that I'm familiar with. Um, they've had a strong salmon fishery uh, this year up and now we are here towards the second half of June, still getting a lot of salmon. And so it should be a fun, fun summer. And in August, I hope to try and get you all out there on our big boat salmon fishing and, and it should be a good time. But um, yeah, like you said, I'm looking forward to providing a little fishing report every week. And like you said, we're just kind of scouring the internet waves to try and pick up some information so it should be yep. kind of fun and i hope people enjoy it yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to getting out on the the water with you and doing the salmon thing because um i I ne- i've actually never fished salmon on the big water i fish them in the rivers um things like that um but i'm super yep. excited we got to get some dates on a calendar before my calendar fills up and your calendar fills up so we got to look at it and, and 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 get some dates locked in so like i can just make sure like yep this is what i'm doing um, but yeah, but I know Bob and I talked about it the other day, like I may be chumming water on the side of your boat cause I don't, I don't yeah. handle the big, the big water or big boats real well, but you know what? That shit don't stop me. You gotta you know? just take the drama means like yeah. candy. Dude, You're like I was. Yeah. Speaking of that, Jimmy was eating drama mean like you were fucking Pez, like a Pez dispenser out on, on the Detroit river. I'm like. We're on the Detroit River, man. <laughs> there wasn't even two footers, and he's just popping them like a Pez, Pez dispenser. Every time, every time I look down, man, I just would immediately. Oh, that's what does it wave. though. Like yeah. if you're not, you, know, you just keep your eyes out on the water on the horizon. Um, as soon as you look down to like tie a knot, done, Dunsville. It was terrible. Yeah, it was T R B L terrible. So, <laughs> well, cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to having that uh, that segment every week. Um, so, if you have any specific waters you want us to, to dive into, again, you can hit us up on any of our social media or just shoot an email to the terrible outdoorsman at gmail.com. Um, we would love to dig into some of those and talk about them on future podcasts. Um, I did post some stuff on social media the last couple of days. Um, we're going to try to, on a regular basis, do a Q&A uh, podcast because the last one we did was a ton of fun. Um, so if you have any questions, um, we're going to, tr- you know, send them to us on any of our social media platforms or just text us if you know us personally, or again, terribleoutdoorsman at gmail.com. And then we'll compile those up and we're going to put together an episode of, um, really all the questions that we've gathered and just, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't have to be fishing. It can be hunting. It can be anything. It'd be, you know, what do you think of our wonderful president? No, we're not going to get political. Yeah, let's not. <laughs> We should get political, though. No. It'd no, turn everybody no. off. No. It actually probably turn everybody on because I don't, I don't know anybody who likes that guy. <laughs> but anywho, <laughs> so good stuff. Um, so we've talked about so many bad stories, right? Uh, it's just for this is episode 16 we're doing here. 16. You imagine that? 16 episodes we've, we've actually done this. on, a, And every week we have not missed that's why I told Bob, I was like, just because you can't make it, I said, we still got to do this podcast. I said, we've been pretty consistent with every week putting still out a podcast. Still going to send it. You silly? I'm still going to send it. <laughs> so uh, 16 podcasts in, um, which um, I'm I'm super impressed that we've done it every week. But um, we've had nothing but, like, bad stories. We've had, you know, even in the good stories, there's been bad stories. So let's talk about some of the good stories that we've had. That's, that's kind of my thought for this, this episode. Like, let's talk about some of the, some of the success we've had and, and, and anything we can go hunting, fishing. Uh, let's, let's go down whatever Avenue we want to go. Let's down, let's go dive down that rabbit hole. Who, who wants to start? Who's got a story queued up? Jason, you got it. Oh, I'll, 
I'll start. Yeah, I'll start. First, I want to say to all of the listeners. Um, Listener, let's not pluralize story, it. Okay, let's not pluralize oh, sorry, it. Sorry. <laughs> to the one person driving to work listening to this. Yes. Um, since these are, <laughs> since these are, yeah, Jimmy, I'm talking to you. Yep. <laughs> Jimmy, while you drive to work and listen to this, you will know that because these are supposed to be success stories, that this podcast is going to be about another 15 minutes and then we're going to wrap it up. Yep. Wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> Just cut it now. Don't be terrible. <laughs> Believe so, it or not, we are all pretty good fishermen. We just, um, again, that's the premise behind this whole, like, terrible outdoorsman is, like, we're pretty good at what we do. It's just either we have shit luck or just the craziest stuff happens. And I bet this stuff happens to everybody. It just, I feel like we need to emphasize it on a, on a national public level. So, yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Jason. So, I'll mute this myself. story is going to come from... I think it was two years ago. Um, we in the last, so I say we, my dad, my brother, and I in the last five years have tried to focus on early spring trolling for walleye on Lake Erie before we fish the river. And the intent is to catch big walleye, try to get a fish over 10 pounds. Um, we've had some success in terms of catching some fish. Um, We've had some success in terms of the size of it, but we've never caught a 10 pounder uh, still to this day. Haven't caught a 10 pounder, but on this particular day, it just seemed like the stars were aligned, but it took some effort to get there. So we're supposed to go out on a Saturday morning. It was going to be the first trip of the year. And I show up, my brother's working the midnight shift. I show up down at my parents expecting to see the boat, loaded and hooked up and ready to go jake is going to get off work we're going to join up and we're going to leave and i pull into the parking lot or parking lot pull into the driveway the cover's on the boat my dad's (laughs) truck is parked and there's not one thing ready (laughs) total success yeah and i walk inside and and i pull in to the house at nine o'clock at night so it wasn't like it was like i got there early And I walk in and I go, what's the story? I thought we were going fishing in the morning. He goes, oh, we are. I said, how are we going fishing? Nothing is ready. The batteries aren't even charging. Oh, I figured we just do it in the morning. So I spent all night getting everything ready. This was the first trip of the year. So I got the boat uncovered, got all the tackle ready, got all the rods ready. Um, We have a a board that we attach some rod holders to that has some uh, connections to the boat to be able to run a nice spread of rods like I had to start from scratch and get everything ready. I actually, with my brother working the the graveyard shift, his lunch was at like two or three in the morning and we were texting back and forth a little bit. And when he was on his lunch, I actually met him in a McDonald's parking lot at like 3 a.m. And uh, we talked for a half hour while he was on lunch. And then I went back to messing with the boat. So I get the boat ready. It's, it's, getting to be morning it's 5 5 30 in the morning i like gas up the boat and everything he gets off work so the plan was once i committed to get every get everything ready jake was going to meet me at my parents house him and i were going to drive down and fish and then dad was going to come down but then it got changed jacob said i can't make it right after work i'm going to have to do some overtime to fill out some paperwork so dad's going to go in the morning or no i'm sorry that was a different trip Jake went with me. So Jake gets off work and he goes down. 
and we launched out of Sterling State Park. We just kind of arbitrarily run out to a spot called Stony Point and set the lines. We get all the lines set, and in the first five minutes, we get a fish, and it's a nine-pound walleye, 29 inches, first one right off the bat. And we're like, holy shit, this is, like, who cares what else happens? Like, no this shit, is success yeah. already. So we ended up fishing. Uh, Jake and I fished for a couple of hours. We caught a few more fish. Nothing too hot and heavy, but found an area that we were just picking away at them, right? Like a fish every half hour or fish every hour, which it doesn't sound like a lot of action, but it was it was a good time. So Jake and I fished together a few hours. We ended up having six in the boat, which is a one-person limit. And then he has to go off to work. So dad comes down, and he's going to he's gonna go back out with me, and Jake's going to go off to work. So I drive back to the launch. I drop off Jacob and dad gets on the boat and he's like, so how's it going? And I said, I mean, we've been texting him and stuff. I'm like, dude, we're having a hell of a day out here. Like, this is a good time. We've got six Wally in the boat. We've got a couple of nice ones. And he goes, oh yeah, we'll see. So I take that out. We, we go back out to the general area that Jacob and I had been fishing in and dad looks around there's no boats around there was nobody in the area he looks around he's like so this is so you think this is where we're gonna catch him you know mr optimist he was just like not convinced right and as soon as we slow down as soon as we slow down we were fishing at 24 26 feet of water we slow down to start idling and setting lines back out and i mark fish again about five feet off the bottom and it's just you can't tell what species they are, but it's just marks on the graph, right? And I look at Dad and I go, there you go, there's there's the walleye. And he goes, I don't believe you. And I said, oh, okay, <laughs> fine, don't believe me. I'm setting out lines. I don't even get all the lines set out. And we get a, a and we get a fish right away. And I was like, so is this fast enough action? Like you've been here five minutes and we already got one, you know? Shit. And so we're going along. And again, we just keep picking away at fish. And he's giving me a hard time about, I'm convinced that the fish I see on the graph are walleye. He still isn't convinced. And I was like, dad, the fish are at 20 feet. The marks are at 20 feet. I'm setting these crankbaits to go down 20 feet. They're catching fish and the fish are walleye. Like what else do you need to be right. convinced? You know? <laughs> and so, um, yeah, we're down to, we just need a stubborn dad fish. right there. Like doesn't that's, want to admit his kids. Right. Yeah. That's just a dad thing. Dude. It like, is that's the same way. I, I would, I would be the same way if it was my kids. Like I'm just saying, and knowing your dad, Jason, a little bit, I know him. Like that's your dad. Yeah. That's your dad. Yeah. <laughs> so we we needed one more fish, and I mean, again, it's just been a consistent pick. It's not like we're setting the world on fire, but we have a a fish showing up. So we need one more fish. We get a double, and it ends up being an eight pounder and a three pounder, and we put the three pounder back. And so we had our limit of fish. Uh, so 12 walleyes and our five biggest fish weighed 35 pounds. Good Lord. We weren't in a tournament. Or I was going to say, why aren't had, you in a tournament? I mean, right? it, was, it was a nine, an eight, a seven, a six, and a five pounder. Um, so an excellent day, just just a riot. Had a good time, good size fish, and, and had a good good Dude, day. I, out I would water. love to just do that. Go out and, I would love to do that. Just go out and just, just go for walleye, too. Like. Oh yeah. man, that'd be a, that'd be a blast. Yep, that's good. So yeah, that's that's a success story. That what's funny is, so you're gonna laugh. So what do I always have sitting in front of me when I tune in? Right, I've got my fishing guidebook, I've got my county map atlas. Well, 
What you don't know is I also have this book that sits next to me up here just for something to read when I need a break. And this when is, you're uh, sick of listening to us, he's over there reading a book. Like, Jesus, is this the Bible? <laughs> it's the fishing, it's a fishing journal. journal. And oh, you, you close. Can, I mean, you can write whatever you want in there, right? But it's funny because I got this in let's see, what's the year? My aunt and uncle got it for me as a birthday present in 2002. And so I don't have every fishing trip written in here, but I've, it's funny because I've got a lot of them written over the years. And that was one. That day is one trip that made the cut that I wrote about in here. So just kind of fun. You know, when you got shit that goes right, you're right about it. So I just want to go on record and say that, like, everybody I know, even Bob will tell you that, like, I, 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 I bleed and breathe fishing, right? I don't even have a fucking journal to log my fishing trips. Well, Jason puts me to shame. But I, I remember the, like the first day Jason and I met, I knew that I, I remember working at Dick's. I thought like I was the smartest dude in the store when it came to like hunting fishing, right? Because nobody else knew anything. I'm like, I'm the smartest dude when it comes to fishing. Then this dude walks in and I'm like, yeah, fuck me, right? Nope, not anymore. One upper. <laughs> Way to be a one-upper. <laughs> yeah, well, so that's that's a, that's a good idea, though, the fishing journal, because, I mean, I, I'm one of those guys where I can tell you probably every fish I've ever caught, where I've caught it, what lure I've caught it on, what time of day I've caught it on. That's me. I've got a journal in my head. I probably am I'm, I'm forgetting a few, but, like, that would be cool to have to, to record a day like that, you know. I've had a fishing yeah, journal for exactly, a while. Exactly. It just got one page though, and it just says "fishing <laughs> journal" on it. The rest is empty. It's a cover page. It's a piece of paper that covers up his uh, OnlyFans document. It's, yeah, it's a loose leaf <laughs> piece of paper. Yeah. Oh my God, J- so, Jimmy, do you anyway, have? Uh, yeah. That, yeah, just just one quick, one more quick plug for the fishing journal. Like your wife, your kids, your brother, your cousin Jimmy. Like there's a there's a present for Ryan that you can get him is a fishing journal. And one I thing like that's, that that I always there's probably an app for I that nowadays though. Do. Let's be real, there's an app for yeah. that. Well, there is. <laughs> yeah. Like, but but then you know, but then you know the the CIA is listening and they know what we caught and. <laughs> They're like, what the hell's a pump? When you, <laughs> when you actually have a good day, and you want to try and capture, you know, quite a few details because it was fun. Man, you get like writer's cramp in your hand. You know, we don't think about that typing on a keyboard. So, but so one what? thing I always do is just real quick. I, if there's different phrases that show up during the day that are like will trigger your memory, I have different phrases written down that are just like stuff that we think of or stuff that happens, you know, um, like the phrase that I would, for example, the phrase I would write down from like our musky day with you and Bob is forgetting sunglasses. Yeah. That's number one. And, and the, the Buscemi subs, right? Oh, like those yeah. are, those are things that if you, yep. if you didn't have any details, but you told me those two keywords, I'd be able to tell you about that day of yep. going out and not catching yep. anything. Yep. So I like how, when you made that statement, you emphasize the word actually when you're like, well, when you actually have a successful day and go and you actually catch fish. You gotta clarify. Like, yeah, you gotta really emphasize yeah. the actually, like that that's pretty sad, but 
but but true. <laughs> I need to get one of those journals because uh, I, I like it. I like it, even though like you totally just nerded out. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna nerdgasm oh, okay. with you. Like, no, that is pretty cool. I'm gonna I get like it. Amazon.com. Send me the link. Let's go. Um, Jimmy, what do you got? You got any successful stories? I, I do, but they're like uh, more hunting, though. Let's talk hunting. I don't care. We, right, we have right, let's do we this. have beat fishing to death. All right. It's been fishing and turkey hunting, and our listener is probably like, guys, talk about something else. He really is. Yeah. Um, He's bored out of his mind. So, you know, I... There isn't a single story that I couldn't tell you. told you the story already. About, that doesn't have a little bit of failing to it. Yeah, you told the, that one story, though, um, the year you got two, I think, right? Didn't Not you? on this. I told really? you guys. Yeah, we never we never got to it. Is that where you're going with us? Yeah. I'll listen to it again. I thought, gonna, I thought we talked about it. but So this is a failed task successfully type story here. Terrible yet successful. Th- this is definitely a terrible this outdoorsman the, move. This is a terribly successful outdoorsman. Thank God I had the tags because this would have made me, like, you know, go to jail. So thank God I had the tags for this. Um, so, We're starting off with a bang. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hunting with my buddy Greg. And uh, we're both sitting Shameless together. Plug. Yeah, we're we're both sitting together in a uh, pop up blind, and we've gotten success in this spot before. Um, I've watched my buddy shoot many deer out of this already. And we've only been hunting it for well, I've only been hunting it for three years, and I've seen maybe five deer come out of this spot alone. Um, so I'm sitting with him, and you know I'm bored. I'm looking down at my phone, and then all of a sudden I feel him tap my leg. And I look up and I see this white tail flicking. So my gun is sitting on my lap. His gun is sitting in front of him. He, he, he's out of reach a little bit. Like he'd have to move forward and grab it and make some noise. So he's not doing that. Um, he's looking at me. He's giving me this look like, don't move. It's going to see you type look. But I'm looking at him like, it's not going to see me. It's not even looking at us. So I don't even know what he's talking about. So I, I, I throw my gun up. And then all of a sudden, like, I've got this perfect shot lined up, and I take my shot, and uh, it takes off running. And we're, we're like, right next to, it dips down into, like, a little swamp to the left of us. So, like, this when you, the sound of the gunshot goes down into that swamp and rings back around and, like, echoes in a way to where you can't tell where the gunshot actually came from. So the, so the deer runs back past us and i'm i'm very much so like my mom where i love animals like i don't want to see an animal suffer so i hit it again i see it uh bite back at its shoulder but it's still standing so i pop it again right behind the uh right behind the right at the neck right behind where it's jaw pumping lead at. into this thing yeah 450 bushmaster for the win you shot it this many times with a 450 Bushmaster? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm taking this gun back. I didn't have to shoot this deer for the uh, third time, but I did. And it finally falls down, and I look at my buddy Greg, and he's shaking. He's excited. And he looks at me, and he's like, you did it. Holy shit, you did it. You got both of them. And I look at him, I go, yeah, wait, both of them? <laughs> I was shooting that two deer the whole time. Oh there was God. a tree that, that, so the deer that he was looking at, when I said that he was looking at me weird like I was going to spook it, 
there's a there's a tree in front of me that's blocking my vision to see that deer on the left, and there's a tree that's blocking him from seeing the deer on the right. So he saw the second deer. He's the first deer I, I hit dropped right on the spot. I thought it took off running, and then ran back. And uh, so when I when I hit the deer, I got I got two deer. So three shots, three hits, all fatal. Um, it was awesome. So failed task successfully. I definitely filled the filled the freezer that year. Uh, got a good laugh because thank God I went overboard on the tags. Like I was just optimistic. Thank God. I don't know if I'd. Uh... I'd tell that story in public. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was oh, it was man. cool for me. I, I I had a whole year's worth of meat there, so yeah. But that's all I got for success stories. Everything else. That's it. Like, Your whole life, you got one. <laughs> any outing is pretty much like the Titanic for me. It just all goes wrong <laughs> at some point. The success for you is getting out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hung out with my cousins today. <laughs> Well, before, like, you, like, we all, like, touched base, like, you never really fished, did you? I did. Um, not the way you guys do. Um, my da- I mean, my dad's gonna... Before we started bringing you to Windy, you never fished like that, right? Not like that, no. Yeah. Um, I've gone out. fishing. You, definitely... We know you were out of your league because you showed up in shorts and 40 <laughs> Casting was new. Um, bobber and worm was not new. Trolling wasn't new. Um, yeah. Professor, like professional trolling was would be new because i've never done that like we would just throw a line over the side and go real slow and that was our trolling but yeah but yeah nice so i've got a couple hunting ones um i don't know which way i want to go let's all right so this was this was a long time ago probably 10 years ago bow hunting but i had my parents house and uh um it was, it was just, I remember it vividly that it was just like the perfect night. And I just had one of those feelings like, yeah, I'm going to see something tonight. And uh, so get, I get in the stand super early and I sat all night and didn't see a single deer. And I'm like, what the hell? Like it just had, you know, you guys probably know those nights like where you're just like, oh, I'm going to see something. Like deer yeah. are going to be moving. It's 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 chilly. Um you know, super quiet in the woods and, and nothing. And then all of a sudden, last light, um, sure enough, nice buck comes walking through. And a nice buck for me is not, you know, 150 incher. Let's just make that on it's record. It's just a buck. It, it's like, I think it was like an eight point. Like, that's like a, no, for, for a me, buck, again, this actually. is 10 years ago. Like, I don't hunt a lot at the time. Um, so, you know, a nice eight point. It's a good buck for me, right? It's a shooter buck. And, uh, and it comes walking right down a trail that I have my, my stand set up on. And I'm like, okay, shazam. So I, so I get ready. Um, uh, and it, it just like like picture perfect walks in front of me, stops broadside, looking away. I shoot it, does everything that you see on the shows where it does the, you know, does the kick, takes off running, crashes into the woods. And, and I, don't, I don't hear it like fall. I just... I hear it running, and then I just don't hear anything. My adrenaline's just going like crazy. And I'm like, all right. So I remember calling Bobby, telling him I shot one. Um, I sit in the stand for about, I feel like it's about, you know, 15 minutes. It's probably about three. Because <laughs> you know how that goes. You're like, yeah, I, I, no, I can't, I can't sit in the stand. No, I got to get down. I got to look for my arrow, look for blood, whatever. So I get down, um, and I see good blood tons of blood and i'm like all right sweet smoked it 
Um, didn't find my arrow or anything, so I just walked back. Um, it's pitch dark at this point by the time I'm getting back because it was it was last light. It was it was it was dark for sure. I get back, wait for Bob to, to get over, um, and we probably give it a good hour, hour and a half. And I was pretty confident based on the blood I saw. Um, I was pretty confident with the bow I had at the time, and I'm like, we should be good. Like this thing's dead, man. So, um, so it's, this is almost a terrible and a success story <laughs> at the same time. So yes. I'll get there. I'll get there. So, um, so we go back there, take the four wheeler back there. Um, we 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 you know go back to the stand, find find that blood, um, and we start tracking it. And we got solid blood for about 50 yards or so. And then it starts to just get super minimal because we get into behind my dad's house. It's this real tall, like brush. It's yeah. like an open field that's just overgrown. It's like a super. It's a great bedding area, yeah. is what it is. So it's it's grass that's not even grass, but it's like that that brown weed that's like waist high yeah. and like so like really hard to track deer in that because the blood is rubbing along all that stuff as they're running through it. So there's not really blood on the ground. It's up high, so. All of a sudden, after about 50 yards, it's just not bleeding as much. And so we track it to a fence line that's about 100 yards away, and there's my arrow. And arrow looks perfect. Like, it looked good blood. I don't see any bile, anything like that. Um, you know, it's the right color. Um, don't see any white hair. Like, everything looks good. And it was right where you jumped the fence, the air came out. And uh, so uh, we hop the fence jump into the neighbor's pasture we don't even ask we know them they don't care we're not going to wake them up it's you know eight o'clock at night and continue to track this thing for probably i would bet probably half mile we tracked it forever and we had not great blood but like pretty steady blood at that point a couple times it had bedded down so you can tell like it had it, it was hurt pretty good and so we keep tracking it and keep tracking it and it's like two three in the morning we're still tracking this fucking deer and eventually like blood just dries up can't find it nothing and i'm like what the shit man like how, how all of a sudden we had great blood and just it's gone so at that point it's just it's so late we just back out come back the next morning at daylight i think it was eight nine o'clock in the morning something like that like i didn't have a choice i had to let it sit because um, I'm assuming if it went, it made it this far, it wasn't a vital hit. So it's it's probably either still running or it's bedded up ahead of me, and I don't want to jump it again. Right. Because after I saw the couple beds, I'm like, it, it's not dead yet. Or if it, if it is dead, I, I don't want to risk it. So so we come back the next day. Um, we find a little bit more blood, and we spend the entire day. Because I'm like, I'm committed. Like, this thing is dead. Yeah. There's no way I miss it. It's a 20, 25-yard shot. There's no way. And... Uh, you know, we, we spent the whole day and found maybe 50 yards more of blood and nothing. So I had to, like, just, which is, the hell is that? It got super loud all of a sudden. I think it's, edit, Jay, I think it's Jason. Edit that out. <laughs> or keep it, whatever. Yeah, well, whatever. We'll, we'll send it. Um, so, yeah. I had Sorry, to, the, uh, AC just, the AC just kicked back out. Oh, yeah, it turned into turbo mode. I'm like, what the? I'm glad to hear your voice. I thought you got murdered. <laughs> no, he fell asleep. He fell asleep. He was good. Um, so, yeah, it, it, I, I had to make that decision, which is the hardest thing to do as a hunter. When you shoot a deer, you know you hit it, and you're confident you mortally wounded this thing, and you got to give up on it. And yeah. that's like – and I talked about it in previous podcasts, that deer I, I shot last year that I had to give up on. 
the worst feeling um, you on, on earth. Oh, I, I, I was a wreck and that, that whole night. Um, and uh, so, so yeah, I, I, I honestly, I didn't hunt for, I remember like a week or so after that. And um, so again, that was bow season. That was mid October or so. Um, and then hunted the whole season um, I think I shot a doe out of that stand uh, later in the year and then uh, hunted the entire gun season, never saw anything. And we get around to, to muzzleloading season. And, um, yeah, it's like middle December, muzzleloading season in so- southeastern Michigan. And um, kind of the same scenario, super cold, cold day. And I, I get out there early because I, I think I had the day off work. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm going to sit like this is like one of the last days I'm going to be able to hunt for muzzleloader. So I'm like, I'm going to sit a super long, like four hour sit. Yeah. I get out there and I'm not in the sand for 10 minutes and a, and a fucking deer walk and a, and a nice buck walks in front of me. Hell yeah. And, uh, I know my muzzleloader again, it's, it's about a 25 yard shot from where this thing walked in with my muzzleloader. Like there's no way in shit I'm going to miss it. So it walks right in front of me down the same trail, like picture perfect. Um, Put it right behind the shoulder, pull the trigger. It takes off in a different direction, uh, the opposite direction. And it's still daylight at this point. Like I said, I had just got out there. Um, it was maybe two hours, three hours before daylight. And same thing. Um, I, I think Bobby was busy. He wasn't He wasn't available. Um, so my dad and another one of his buddies um, were, were at the house. And um, so we went back there and tracked it and, and maybe tracked it 75 yards and found it. Um, nice save point. Um you know, gutted it out, took it over to my uncle's at the time, Uncle Larry, um, who, who um, processed all our deer. It's what he used to do. Um, and uh, I wasn't there because I had to work um, when they were processing it. But Bobby and my dad were over there, and they we, we would always go over there and help him. Anytime we processed deer, we'd take him over there. He never wanted any money from us. He used to always charge everybody else, like, whatever, 75 bucks. He, For us, he never charged us. He said, hey, bring me some beer and help me do it. Spend, hang out with me. Yeah, absolutely. And that's how he, that's the type of guy he was. So that's what we did. Every time we shot a deer, we went and helped him. But I couldn't do it because of work. I could not, for whatever reason, I could not get out of it. So Bobby, my dad, went over there. And I remember Bobby calling me. He's like, dude, you're not going to believe this shit. No way. We, they skin it out, and there's, and there's a fucking wound right above the rib cage. No way right through both sides and i'm telling when i shot the deer i told bob when i called him i was like dude it's identical to the one i just shot and he's like do you think it's the same one that you shot i'm like there's no way that fucker's alive there's no way holy shit and sure as shit that was the same like it was the same fucking deer um so i went back and i looked at trail cam pictures it was the same because I didn't think I, I just didn't think they were that identical. I went back right. and looked at trail cam pictures. It was the exact same deer that I shot with my bow. I shot in muzzleloader probably two months later, and it's still it was, like the wound was all messed up. It was right above the rib cage. Like when I shot, I, obviously I hit it high, and it went right above the rib cage, right above the vitals. Like it hit, it went through the rib cage, but it went right above any vitals. Like, it was top of the rib cage, just below the spine, enough to not spine it. Right, right. And so it didn't hit any vitals, obviously, but it was all festered and nasty, so I lost that that meat and stuff. But, um, yeah, so it was the exact same deer that I had shot two months prior with my bow. I shot it with my muzzleloader. So that whole time where I'm thinking, like, fuck, like, I shot this deer, didn't find it. It's dead out there. It's going to be coyote bait. 
turns out two months later i actually find the deer and i actually was able was able to harvest it like so again terrible terrible outdoorsman story but turned out to be successful that's like, awesome it was it was such a cool story but um yeah if anything that's i don't know that's that's weird that's it's crazy, crazy. I've, I've never obviously never happened that that had that happen again but um i'm just glad that i i was able to get that deer because there's nothing worse when you shoot a deer and you don't find it and you and you know you hit it even if you just wound it and you're like eh. like last year at the end of tracking that deer i shot last year what the hell are you doing jason he's getting killed by the hash no he's slasher. like walking downstairs and stuff he's got to go <laughs> do i want to know i'm trying to get a better internet connection bear, bear oh, with me oh my god i'm I don't know what's happening. I'm getting a whole view of your house right now, though. It's nice. We're getting a little 360 tour. Dude, we're on cribs. Yeah. Life and times of Captain J. <laughs> Life and times of Captain JG. Flavor so, five. Well, you want to talk about? You want to talk about nerd? Look what I have sitting next to me. I can't you see it. So you're cro- have to... he, he has a rock bass mount. Show that to Jimmy. <laughs> You know what? That's what we're doing from now on. Any every single fish I catch, it's getting mounted. I don't care what it is. You're gonna save some money because you don't get shit. <laughs> well, I'm mounting. I'm mounting whatever deer I shoot this year. So get ready to see a door with or a, a doe with hoofs hoofs sticking out the before he the mount. before he goes back to fishing. We should have waited to tell hunting because now fishing can, you know, fuck off. I want to go hunting so right? bad right Dude, now. Dude, <laughs> Bobby and I were talking about that yesterday the day before. I was like, you know, as much, I, I love fishing. Like, that's my passion for sure. Like, I've already been thinking, like, because Bobby was telling it. Like, we, um, my parents' neighbor, they have a huge section of land behind them. It's like 30 acres of land. Yeah. And it was owned by some, some dude we didn't know. Um, and we always had, like, the okay to hunt it. Yeah. Well, then, like, his grandson or some shit came in and was, like, kind of pushing us out. And we just went back there anyways, like, fuck you, and we're hunting anyways. Allegedly. Yeah. And uh, so the neighbor guy, though, last year, um, they were trying to sell this property. But the neighbor, like, dude's got a lot of money, the guy with the horse farm next to him, got a lot of money. And he was like, I don't want anybody building behind me. So he just fucking bought it, paid cash. Dude, like, oh, I just yeah. want this. I just, I don't want anybody building back here. So then he tells my dad. Like, hey, tell your kids they got they can do whatever they want back there. They can, it's all theirs. And I'm like, you fucking kidding me? It's like 25 acres of land well, surrounded shit. by like soybeans and cornfields. And I'm like, I told Bobby, I was like, we got to get back there, get some tree stands set up, get some trail cans set up. Like, we're gonna we should do deer. We're camp. gonna put a 150 inch around the wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should do a deer camp at your dad's place, man. What's that? We should do a deer camp at your dad's place, like an archery deer. Well, camp. so so last year. Um, when my gun went click, yeah. um, the only reason, uh, we hunted, that was the first time I've ever hunted opening day down here in my entire life because the army screwed over Bob and we had to come home like a day earlier or something. I don't know. He had something going on. So we went up early and bow hunted the couple days before and we, he had to come back. So we gun hunted opening day and then he had to go somewhere. Yeah. And that was the day that I, 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 my gun went click on the biggest buck of my life right behind my dad's house. Yeah. I've never hunted that. And that's like, 
prime hunting back there because that whole 25 acres is nothing but bedding ground surrounded by fields of soybeans and corn like it is prime right and now that we have the full rights to it i'm amped up like i've got five or six trail cams i'm gonna get them in the woods in the next couple weeks and yeah well, I'll, come, I'll come down and help you. I'm sure you will. I'll put <laughs> I'm some, sure you will. I'll put some jeans on. I don't care if there's poison ivy and stuff. I'll, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll spray, spray up it. with some, some date. Date, date. Well, we found out. Oh, we got to talk about that. <laughs> when I had the tick spray in my damn tackle bag. When oh we, God! <laughs> when we went, yeah, we're going to the river, river, and Jimmy's like, "Oh, we asked Jimmy, like, oh, do you want some some sunblock?" He's like, "Oh, I got some here," and he pulls it out, and he gets ready to spray it on him, and it's fucking deep. Uh, it's like 100 percent deep, like max deep bug spray. And I'm like, "Dude, that's fucking bug spray. It's not sunblock." Dude, no wonder you got so sunburned up in Winya. You're spraying bug spray on dude, you. Dude, what's a- crazy is I had so like in that bag. What, like this still blows my mind because one, I don't know where the hell that deep came from because it had a tag on it from like a sportsman place that I've never been to. It just your appeared. dad at Winya gave me spray sunscreen. He let me have it. No, he gave you bug spray. Apparently, well, no, because I put. Well, maybe that's why I got burnt. But I put it on. <laughs> I'm telling you, and man. I put it in the tackle bag, and then I never, you know, touched it again. And then when I got there, I, I've seen the bag in there, and I've seen the can in there, and I'm like, okay, that's the, that's the sunscreen. I don't know where it wasn't even DEET, it was tick spray. Where the hell did I get tick spray? Because I didn't buy it. Like I have no idea where this came from. Who knows, man? I don't know, but it was funny. We gotta hear this rock bass story. Yeah, I gotta hear the rock bass story though. I'm 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 intrigued now that there's a story behind that. I guess if you have a rock bass mounted, there's gotta be a story behind it, because who mounts a rock bass? We need to get a screenshot of him holding it so we can post it so they can see what we're talking about. Oh, there you go. Hold it up, Jason. Mid podcast because it's hilarious. Booyah! Got Boom! It. We got it. That's going on TikTok tonight, folks. Make sure you save that shit. <laughs> we'll get it later. So, if not. so that rock bass, I was up at the cabin. Uh, I was nine years old, and for Christmas that year, I got a twenty-five dollar gift card for a taxidermist. Um, there was a place in Royal Oak <laughs> called Gumbetters. That's a thing. And Only you so would get a gift excited. card for your birthday <laughs> for a taxidermist. So a I'm just saying, there's nobody else I know in this world that for their birthday is getting a gift card for a taxidermist. I would fucking love that. I would use it as a. But I don't know any other human. Like, this is why you and I are friends. That would be a This is why, right here. In my fish journal, if I had it. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> so, so it was it was for Christmas. It was for Christmas. I got that gift card for Christmas, and then we were up at the cabin that winter, like a month later, ice fishing, and I caught this rock bass with my dad. I remember it was on a dead minnow. I can even tell, like, next time we go up to the cabin, I will show you exactly where we were fishing. So I catch this rock bass, and instantly I'm like, Dad got to use the gift card well um <laughs> amount for a fish amount for a fish is like oh let's say at that time it was like 10 bucks an inch right well the gift card was only 25 dollars, and the rock bass was 11 inches long so Ed had to still spot me some cash but 
the rock bass, um, it qualified for a Master Angler Award. Oh, really? Oh, shit. That year, that, in, that, that entire year, yeah, that entire year in 2001, uh, it ended up being the 21st largest rock bass entered into the Master Angler program that year. And at the end of the year, do you remember, Ryan, the guy named Fred Trost? Of course I do. Practical outdoorsman. Fred Trost had... (laughs) Yeah. That's a great show. Fred Trost, um, this year, in 2001, he had... He invited everybody that had their master angler entry he invited everyone to his show at a big banquet hall and so everybody shows up with all of their fish mounts all of their taxidermy and he has like an award uh like a bragging board type of show and so everyone gets in line had dinner my mom and dad my grandma and grandpa everyone lines up and they're all going to do like a 30 second interview with fred trost right and so i'm nine years old and my dad's like go on up there and get in line i'm like no are you kidding me like come with me i'm scared (laughs) and so he gets in line and we go up this would have been the following year i guess because like the the entries come in for an entire year and then he invited everyone out so i would have been 10 years old and so i get in line i up there fred trost interviews me he says you know what's your name um he asked me about the fish. I tell him like a little story about how I caught it. And then my dad is standing there and he looks at me and he goes, why is your dad here? And I go, well, I don't know. <laughs> and the place all dies laughing. Right. And so it ended up making the cut, like of all the interviews he did, right. Shut he was cut it down and just put a few of them on his TV show and it made the cut. And so I was on the Fred Trost show and was this practical outdoorsman? Cause he, he had a couple shows. Was it Practical Outdoorsman? Um, I'm gonna say it was. I'm gonna say it was Practical Outdoorsman. But I, I am gonna exactly. find this shit. But, I'm just telling you. Um, I'm gonna find this video. So, so I've. So, it's gonna so be then, my life work know, my to dad, find this. At the time, he the like they they air the show and the next day his phone doesn't stop ringing and it's all of his buddies like oh I see you're up there riding on your kids' coattails <laughs> and so what's funny is um so i've looked online and it it looks like they are uh like digitizing the practical outdoorsman episodes they're putting them on youtube and so i think i know what year it is but they haven't uploaded all of the episodes from that year onto youtube yet but i'll check back after we're done here and see if it's on there because I mean, we taped it. Like, I have a VHS recording oh, of me on Fred Trost. Oh, man. We got to take that to Costco or some shit and have it converted to a <laughs> to a DVD, and I got to get that uploaded. Oh, man. So so when we talk about Terrible Outdoorsman, Jason is by no means um, a statement of that. He is the anomaly of our Terrible Outdoorsman. That's because he is the only one that's successful. He Fucker's been on us. Practical Outdoorsman with Fred Trost, which is a big <laughs> deal if you're from Michigan. That's like yeah, being on yeah, Ted so Nugent's show. Yeah, exactly. So it was. Jimmy, yeah, have you been on Practical Outdoorsman? I don't even know what that is. Are you <laughs> serious? <laughs> well, you're, you're too young for Practical Outdoorsman. I was outdoorsman. hoping to God I wouldn't get called for that. You're, you're, too, young. Are. you're too young for that. Do you watch Michigan Outdoors? No. God damn it, what's wrong I don't with you? I even have cable, dude. YouTube. You have Disney Plus. <laughs> I know you have. I know you have YouTube. Every episode of yeah, Michigan yeah. Outdoors is on YouTube. Watch right, it. Right. That's my shameless plug for Michigan Outdoors. Jenny Olson, 
She's a friend of us. She's the bomb. Okay. All right. I'm going to get her on here one of these episodes. That'd be badass. I am. I just, uh, I got to get more viewers for her. I'm like, hey, Jenny, like, hey, Jenny, jump on that. Jump on the podcast. Big. This is Jimmy's headset. Hey, Jenny, he do you want to come today? Do you want to come talk to us? Jenny, do you want to come talk to us talk on our podcast so that we can then, then we can listen to our podcast of you talking to us? Exactly. If you could you get go. her to take there a snort. Oh, so I can tell that story real quick. So we went up this past year for sturgeon fishing, um, Black Lake. And, and so probably five, six years ago, this is, I think, before Jason started or came up for that, that year, we went to the beer tent for the Sturgeon Fest on Black Lake in February, um, and Jenny Olson was there. She was, like, filming for the show, but she was just there hanging out with, um, I don't even think it was her husband at the time. It was She was with somebody. It might have been him. Um, so we, we just went up to her and just said hi and, like, introduced ourselves. And, um, you know, we ended up spending, like, the whole night with them. We actually did, like, the human pyramid with her and a bunch of other people, like oh, the, the sturgeon king of the weekend or the guy, whoever caught the biggest sturgeon. Um, which it was just cool. Like we, we saw her and then I, I don't know how, like, I think her and Denise like shared their phone numbers together. And then the next year, um, I think Denise had texted her like, Hey, are you guys going to be up here filming again? And they were. So we touched base again on the, at the beer tent. And then like over the last like five, six years, like every year we touch base like there. And then last, so last year, um, she's, she was texting, um, Denise again, like saying, Hey, are you guys coming up? Are you coming up? This is where we're staying. You should come. We got to beat up. So like the day of the, the sturgeon spearing, like the whole, like the whole day, like she's texting Denise, like, Hey, meet us here or meet us at the park, you know, at this time. So like, we're ready to head back. Cause we're tired as shit. We just hauled everything off the lake. But I was like, no, we can't like stand up Jenny Olson from Michigan outdoors. Right. So like she meets us at the boat launch at, um, the state park at, uh, Black Lake, and we hung out with her and her husband for probably three hours, maybe, and just sat there and drank beer, took shots of Fireball, and like just just bullshit about yeah. what's going on. Like, she is super cool, super down to earth. She will drink a beer with you, take a shot with you. We actually, I think it was a year before, she had to interview the person who caught the biggest sturgeon at one of the bars up there, and she told us she was heading up there. So we met her there, and we had dinner with her and her husband too. Like, she's super down to earth. If you ever see her. I mean, I don't want I don't want to plug to go bugger, but like she's super down to her, like she's super welcoming, like um, she's awesome, yeah. So my hope is that eventually we can get her on here because she is a lot of fun. She actually, so she runs a um, like a boat tour trip. I'm gonna plug her business here while we're here. Um, definitely not a sponsor. Excuse me, no, I, this exists, but <laughs> up in Port Huron, she owns uh, like the Lady Huron, I think it's called, right in uh, under the Blue Water Bridge. Um, and she does like tours that go up and down the St. Clair River. And I think they have like a bar on the boat and stuff. So we've talked about doing it. She's invited us up there Let's go. every year. It sounds like a lot of fun. I've told Denise, like, because we cross that bridge when we go to our cottage. I was like, we need to just make a point. Like one night we're going to do that on our way up or something. So it'd be a lot of fun. That's my shameless plug of Michigan Outdoors and Jenny Olson. So. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's a good show. If you don't watch it, it's on. I mean, it's on PBS every Thursday, but they also post it on YouTube. If you don't have cable like me, because I'm a cheap ass, um, <laughs> YouTube. Look up Michigan Outdoors. They post them like Thursday mornings. It's good stuff. It's nothing but Michigan hunting, fishing. I mean, shit. They do mushroom picking. Like it, it's a cool show to watch. I know Jason watches it. You got oh, to. Oh yeah. It's got to be like a DNR pre oh, yeah. Every Friday they have a quiz on what the show was about. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man, it's good. Good stuff, boys. We got any other stories? I mean, I got a ton, but I, none that I want to tell now. I'm going to save a lot of my hunting ones. I only I have, like, one more success ones, story, and I really got to hold on to it because... You have I, multiple success stories? That's all I got. Oh, man. I'm going to hold on to it. Jay, you, Jason, you've already told, like, a couple. Like, you can't tell anymore. We've got to take you in moderation. <laughs> Your success <laughs> stories are... are I haven't got to fish with Jason yet. No. I got kicked off your boat one time so Jason could fish with you guys. <laughs> now you know why. Now you it know why. It all makes sense now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Jason, it's me and you, buddy. And he slayed. He's, he's, yeah, with that, uh, what's it called? The, I almost oh. called it the Ziggler's app. <laughs> oh, the, uh, um... That's what it's called now. The Ziggler Zarasmook. Zarasmook. God, you were fucking my mind up by saying Ziggler Spack. <laughs> Golly. Yeah. So uh, so you're going to Ohio next weekend, Jason. Uh, what's what's after that? Fourth of July, you got any plans? Um, Fourth of July is going to be back up at the cabin and – gonna be tying on a frog and throwing it for the whole weekend yeet, yeet. do it up yeah is, is so when you go to the cabin does your wife go with you yeah nikki likes going to the cabin a lot she does her own thing she'll fish a little bit too um but she sits on the beach she does a little sunbathing read a book take a nap go for a boat ride on the pontoon yeah she has a good time but it's funny when you yeah when you were talking earlier about you know jimmy getting more and more into fishing and doing a little bit before but not not quite as uh obsessed as you and bob right. it's funny because nikki grew up fishing um she would go with her brother and her dad and they would fish on the river and stuff in ohio a lot went fishing quite often but she says when she sees just the amount of tackle and <laughs> boats plural boats that we have yeah. she's like we went fishing you guys have like in her mind, fishing was just you put on some lure and you get, go for anything. She's like, we didn't have lures for this species and lures for that species and lures for that species. We just went fishing for whatever was going to bite. So it's been a little bit eye-opening to her um, to see yeah. what kind of uh, addict a person can be with fishing. Yeah, we have an unhealthy obsession. Hey, but I'll be honest, though. Of, of my years and all the people I've met and I've worked, again, at Dick's. I've worked at Cabela's. Like, I've been around the outdoor, I guess, retail industry for a long time. I've never met anybody as, as devoted to fishing as as you are, as comparable to myself. So it's a match made in heaven when you decided, so when well. you decided I'm going to work at Dick's Sporting Goods. It's like, uh, um, I don't even know. Yeah. Well, that's cool. We got to get our wives together because I feel like your wife and my wife would um, would get along really well. Similar yeah. Uh, yeah. similar personalities and yeah. Yep. We got to make that happen. So. Agreed. Why are you yelling at my dog? I didn't. What did he do I, to you? I didn't yell. You just once. chasing his tail. I didn't yell once. <laughs> I just. You're pet yelling him. with your finger. I pet him. <laughs> And then I very flamboyantly waved my hand towards your living room. Oh, my God. 
That's funny. Uh, Jimmy, what do you got going on Fourth of July? You got any plans? You going to your dad's? Uh, I'm not actually. I don't know what we're doing yet. Just gonna sit around. You gonna barbecue? Hell yeah! What do you? I might. Buy? I might barbecue this weekend. Actually, I'm thinking about going to Kent, uh, either Kent Lake or Island Lake. You know, take the kids to the beach and do a barbecue on the beach this yeah. weekend. My kids wanted me to take them to Spring Mill Pond there over by uh, Island Lake. Um, yeah, to go fish or to go just to go swimming on Tuesday. And I'm like. No, <laughs> no, I'm not, not going anywhere eat. besides this air-conditioned house. Hot one. Yeah. I don't function well when it's super hot out. It, it's got to do with the extra girth around my bones. Well, I'm glad you didn't want to go fishing on that day, actually, because I actually decided to take it easy and go to my buddy's house with no AC and move a queen bed and oh, all dude, that stuff idea. up great some idea. stairs. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, you know, there's something to be said about taking a break from fishing. I love fishing. Don't get me wrong. But, like, sometimes you got to take a break. I don't get enough. Some days it, when really. it's super hot like that, I'm, I mean, I'm not doing it. I mean, the bite really wouldn't be on that hot, though. It'd be on that frog bite. <laughs> well, I don't have – I have – the well, hot, I have the live target. The hotter the water, the hotter the frog bite. I've never caught anything. Would you agree frog. with that, Jason? Yeah. That's good to know. Yeah. Like, when you get waters in the 80s, that's when the frog bite is on. Really? Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy some. Because bass generally like it pretty warm, and that's when you know, they'll hide under those lily pads in the shade. I'm ready. I'm ready to try that. Skadoosh. Yeah. That's when you got to hit them, so... I don't know what I'm doing Fourth of July. Honestly, I, I'm so up in the air. Like my wife wants to go to our cottage, but like there's not much fishing opportunity up there. So I don't know if I want to do that. Um, I was actually trying to find a camping site, and you cannot find a camping site that weekend anywhere in this state. Not even. Uh, no. no, hell no. There's literally not in the, of the state park system. There is not a single site open for any day over the holiday weekend. Hmm. And then I started looking at private sites, and there was nothing on any private site that had an opening for Fourth of July weekend. That's crazy. That's what COVID did. Like, it, like everybody wanted to go camping. And I was hoping, like, with gas being $6 a gallon, like, you might see some a downturn in, in camping. Yeah, no, every place is booked. So I'm like, well, we're not doing that. Because I want to just get a touch run on the camper, and I thought if I can find somewhere that's close, that's near a lake, take the camper out there, come back, get the boat, do some fishing for the weekend. So I don't know. I might just stick around here. Bob's going to be home all weekend. I don't know. We might hit St. Clair. Might just uh, go Ooh. crush some skis on the busiest weekend of the fucking year. <laughs> well, maybe just, not. I just, don't know. Just fight that boat you shop. You never know. Fight all the Googans. Uh, you let me know because I'm not oh, doing man. anything on the July 4th. So the Guggen podcast, uh, we talked about it before, but the, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what has he got going on there? Do it again. Do it again for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so for everybody. Uh, oh, my God. I look up, and it's literally a mouth of his rock bass in the, in the camera. <laughs> Jesus. He just yeah. got bored talking about Fourth of July. Right. He's like, enough of freedom. Here's this right? rock bass. Freedom. Seventeen seventy-six. I forgot what I was going. What's that? I forgot what. It was. Oh, sorry. That was the freedom bass. Yeah, I said, what says freedom like a rock bass mounted on a piece of driftwood? Oh man, that's America, right Wait, there. Wait, there's driftwood. I thought it was literally just a a rock bass. Like I didn't even see the driftwood. Oh, no, it's just like a toy rock bass. 
<laughs> literally thought he just had the rock. That's on a piece of driftwood. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh my god. Right. Sorry. That Ermagerd. That's why it was so funny for me. I mean, it's still funny, but he's just he's pointing his rock. Literally <laughs> oh, thought he just had. A, oh, we're doing really. So yeah, I don't know. We might uh, we might go fight some Googans. The uh, the Googan podcast that so we talked about it before. Um, it's been one of our best podcasts talking about the Googans. It's a good one. And my my buddy Dan uh, texted me today. He's uh, a little behind. Shame on you, Dan. As you listen to this, um, no, he's an avid listener. But um, he uh, just finished up the Guggen podcast today, and he was telling me how funny it was. And was it? Were you telling me somebody else said something about the Guggen, or was that Jason? Well, I had the guy who seen Jason on another video because apparently Jason's famous. But J- Jason, were you telling me that somebody was was like was laughing about the Guggen podcast? Yeah. Yeah, it was my it was my brother because my brother oh yeah, was that's right, there. Jake, yeah. I mean, yeah. he witnessed that stuff. Yeah, he witnessed that stuff firsthand. But then to hear us recite it again, he said he was just crying. Yeah, it was good. Dude, we were dying when we were. Oh, well, and when and we don't were get me wrong, room. like when we talk about Google, there's a lot of good people on the water. But we witnessed it when we were on the Detroit River. Like you got the entire river, and we weren't around anybody. And some dude came motoring up on plane about twelve feet from Bob's boat, and I'm just like, hold my arms up, like what for real? You've got the whole river of 40 feet deep of water, and you're motoring right next to our boat. You can make that. some common courtesy and take it a little bit wide, bro. That You're a Guggen. That's a Guggen right there. But there's a lot of good guys on the water. I want to reiterate that. There's a lot of Guggens, though. Those are good guns. Good guns. There's a lot of good guns <laughs> on the water, but there's a lot of Guggens. So. so, yeah, 4th of July might be a nightmare. Um I, I know I talked to Mark and Tom and those guys, and um, they were talking about doing some night fishing, um, which is that's all they do in the summer to battle the Googans is they go out at 8 o'clock at night, and they fish till 6 in the morning. Oh, Jesus. But, dude, they crush it. They slay? They slay. <laughs> like, they just throw black spinner baits, buzz baits, lipless crankbaits, like shit that rattles, a chatterbait, and they crush bass and pike on just all the local lakes around here because – they don't have to deal with the hot temperatures. They don't have to deal with the Googans. They don't deal with bugs at all because they're out on the lake. And they've, they've got all their boats wired with, like, red lights or amber lights. Whatever lights don't attract bugs. Right. That's the way to go. Do we, though? I, so I actually have the lights. I've had them for about a year now, and I've not <laughs> installed them in my boat. Because after they told me this, and I've yet to do this, they told me about this, and I'm like, it's a great idea because there's nothing worse than I hate about the summer. That's why I don't fish in the summer very much yeah. because – there's so many Googans. Like, by 9 o'clock, you've got jet skis everywhere. Yeah. And even you go out to Kent Lake, it's it's kayaks and sailboats everywhere. And it's like, oh, my God. Just kill me now. Right? right. So, and then, and it's so hot out. And, I again, I don't deal with the heat due to the, the girth that I have. And we all have. <laughs> yeah. So, like, if we could fish at night, like, that, that's pretty cool. So, I've wanted to do it. And Mark and I were actually going to do it a few weeks ago. And I got. I drove all the way over to his house, and he goes to fire his boat up, and the fucker won't start. Womp womp. I know, but he got to run and find So I know that that was their plan is they were going to start uh, doing some night fishing. So hopefully I can join them maybe Fourth of July weekend and get some content for that. Because that sounds like a blast. Just fishing in the middle of the night, nobody on the lake, just throwing black spinner baits and buzz baits. Bobby and I did that one year up in Winya. The girls were drunk as fuck on the boat, and him and I were in my boat, and we were just like trolling around them in a circle to make sure they don't like die and we were throwing buzz baits and i caught a couple bass on buzz baits and it was a blast because like you just hear the splash and you're like oh shit like 
That would be like an adjustment. I feel like it's like it, throwing throwing a, a lure out and not seeing and where no it idea goes. It's super weird. Yeah. It's super weird. Yeah, yeah. It's different, but compared to fishing in ninety or hundred degree heat, when you get into like the dog days of summer, like July and August, when it's ninety every day, like going out during the day, it's just not a lot of fun to me. In my mind, when you're out on the water in the boat, for some reason, Jason Voorhees becomes a huge factor. And uh, oh, in, in what I'm doing, you know, I just picture that. So I wow. struggle. Yeah. I don't know what's wrong with me. That's something. That's something right there. <laughs> we're we're going to wrap up the podcast on that. Like, <laughs> Actually, what I want to wrap up with is I want you to lead this snort. Because you haven't done that yet. I, I don't lead the snort. No, this time you do, though. I've heard you do it. You've done it on the I boat. wish Jackson was here because he did a really good job with the snort. Yeah. The snort call. So maybe Jason should do it. Jason, you got anything He's already to snort? Done it. He's already done it. You got anything to snort? Oh, he has done it. He did it last yep, week. You ah, got it. All right. All right. I'll do the Jackson snort. Snort! <laughs> I like how close that resembles the sound of the air horn. Oh, we switched over to whiskey, by the way. Oh, yeah. Now we're doing... Uh, I, we are mixing on, out the those, colors. Based on the face expressions, I can tell. Oh, yeah. man. That's uh, some screwball peanut butter whiskey. It, it, I still feel it going down. He makes a face with pucker, though. He's just... That shit was sour it. last week, man. Like <laughs> it's because So I froze this bottle of pucker, right? Well, I, I always put it in the freezer because I like it ice cold, but it froze solid. That's fair. That shows you how much alcohol is in that shit. But yeah. I take it over to Bob's and, like, so we go to, we want to thaw it out, right? <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to thaw it out so we can drink it. So Jimmy grabs it and he's sunburned as fuck because he doesn't know how to put sunscreen on after we fished on the river all day. And he takes the bottle and holds it on his neck for about 30 seconds. And honest to God, there was about an inch of liquid in that bottle. That's how hot his neck was from being sunburned. <laughs> yeah, I really came through clutch on that. So by the end of the podcast, like that bottle had thawed out. Um, pretty, it, it was pretty much liquid then. But like as we drank it and it got lower in the bottle, like it got super sour. And I'm pretty sure that's because it was like all the liquid was frozen or all the like water was frozen in it. And it was just pure sour. Oh, was, uh, I'm something. getting some hate as to why we use pucker, so I feel like we need to clarify that. So we Because use... I don't die when I drink a whole bottle of pucker right, on the exactly. boat. Right, that's, that's it. Exactly. We're on the boat. We're not there to get drunk until after we've already docked. We're out there to fish. We're not yeah. out there to get tanked. So yeah. we go with pucker because it's a light... It's a light drink, you know. It's 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 and it tastes really well, and it's just it's I don't know. It's just like a like a family tradition that we. So do, we so. so that started. That's actually a hunting tradition that oh. started. Might be before my time. My dad and a few other buddies um, would always drink pucker Even like up at, up at deer camp, yeah. and uh, I don't know why they did. Um, for whatever reason, so Bobby and I start. I, I remember. When we start, we started going up on the week long trip. Like we, I just bought a bottle of pucker, and it just started. Like we took, we oh yeah, we caught a fish. Let's take a snore, and like it turned into the morphed into this thing that like everybody does at camp now. Almost every boat will take a snore to pucker when they catch a fish, and again, the only reason we do that because like it's not the greatest tasting stuff. We don't do anything besides sour apple because the other ones are trash. 
But like if I if I were to do this peanut butter whiskey on the boat, oh I ain't making God. it back to the right, dock. Right. I you will die. Especially when you have nights where like like there was a night this year that Jackson and I we caught I bet I caught fifteen fish in one night. And I took a snort of pucker every time. Well, I made it back to just fine. I was perfectly good. If I drank fifteen snorts of peanut butter whiskey, yep, Jackson's driving the boat back. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's why. I mean it doesn't taste that bad. Apple pucker's good, but it that's the sole reason. When we get back to camp, that's when the Crown Royal busts out, the beers start flowing, the euchre gets going, like, ooh, we should do a podcast on euchre and getting our ass whooped. Um, yeah. That'd be a good one. Um, but, yeah, that's why we do pucker, um, mainly so we don't die. Yeah. It's a safe exactly. way of doing it. And that's more reason I drink Coors Light. Like, there's other beers that are a little heavier that I do like, but I can drink 12 Coors Light, and I can wake up the next day and go fishing, where I drink 12 Lining Googles. I ain't waking up the next day to go fishing. I ain't doing shit the next day besides just, you know, laying in my bed with my thumb in my mouth. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, good stuff. So, um, yeah, 4th of July is coming up. we got the Taquamanan trip coming up in a couple of days. So um, we'll, uh, we'll have some good content for that, whether we catch some fish or not. We're gonna have some good content, even if we don't. I'm, I am bringing a regular, some regular bass gear because if I throw for musky for four days, I'm, I might die. You're gonna um, dislocate your shoulder for for real. Um, not that I'm gonna throw heavy stuff. I'm gonna throw some smaller stuff, but I, I'm bringing the bass, some bass gear. Um, I am bringing a frog because I've seen some videos of the Squam River and there's some pads along the river, and I'm gonna pop that frog. There you go. Um, the weather's looking phenomenal, so. It should be a really, really good week. So we'll. Uh, I don't know what the signal's like. So if I have decent signal, I'll try to get some stuff posted to social media. But I've been to the UP before, and I don't have shit with AT and T. So I'm expecting to not have any signal. So um, that's why we're putting this podcast together during the week, so I can get it aired over the weekend. Um, and then well, when we get back, we'll have a, we'll have a full recap podcast of just that. So um, it's going to be good. And then again. We're going to have a Q&A podcast coming up in the next few weeks. So um, if you're listening to this and there's anything you want us to talk about, just a question on whether it be hunting, fishing, musky fishing, hell, barbecuing. Jimmy's kind of a, got some expertise in barbecuing. Uh, whatever you want to talk about. Camping, hell, we're, we're, this is a terrible outdoorsman. It's not a terrible fisherman. We've been beating fishing to death because that's obviously our, our so biggest passion. Season. And it's in season, right? But we are going to talk about so much more than fishing. Um so we've got a few more coming up of fishing-related content, but we're definitely going to get into hunting stuff pretty soon. We're going to get into camping. we got some barbecue stuff as we get into uh, barbecue season. Um, again, Jimmy's going to maybe throw out some recipes. Oh, yeah. Throw I'm up. excited, so I'm trying uh, not, not to segue. I'm going to do a beef shank. Beef on a, shank. On a okay. bed of mashed potatoes. That's my next one. Okay. Um, I am doing a brisket this weekend. But throw, I'm done throw out before. your uh, your ins, your Insta face name. So I'm Grillmaster underscore Jimbo on Instagram. Okay. So what's your TikTok? Uh, my TikTok I don't really use too much, but that's Pitmaster Jimbo. Poser. I gotta look. Hang on. I'll I don't even know what it is. It might be oh, Pitmaster. Shit. Give him a follow if you like barbecuing and stuff and smoking. He does a lot of a lot of good shit. Yeah, Pitmaster um, underscore Jimbo is my TikTok. Okay. So 
You're like the master of charcoal too. Like I, I, I can't use charcoal I, I, for once shit. You, once you figure it out, you can really work. Give me you my, can do anything. Give me my pellet it. smoker, and I can smoke some you shit. Can, like you throw a couple <laughs> lumps of uh, of wood on there. Like like honestly, what you do, and you can't go wrong. Fill up one side with charcoal. I always see that when you post videos, you have like one side charcoal, the other side doesn't have charcoal. One side. That's probably with why I always burned my shit. Yep. Anytime you're going, anytime you're going to go long, like if you're going to do a steak and you want to get a good sear on it, you're going to want to go directly over the coals. Yeah. Anytime you're doing anything else and you're going to go low and slow on a charcoal grill, fill up one side with your charcoal. Let your chunk of meat sit on the other side so it's over indirect peat, uh, or indirect heat. And a lot of times, too, what I'll do is I'll have, like, a tray sitting under the meat with, like, water or apple juice, depending on keep what it, I'm cooking. Moist. Yep, because that water or right. apple juice will evaporate. Save so. that because we're going to do, do an upcoming podcast on grilling because it might be a good one around 4th of July because, well, that's coming up soon, fuck. Whatever. We'll do one pretty soon about barbecuing and smoking Hell and stuff because that's definitely Jimmy's expertise. Um, something he's not terrible in. <laughs> I'm the average pit master. He's the average pit one. master. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, we'll have that coming up. Master, we'll have some hunting stuff as uh, hunting is going to be a couple months around the corner. Um, and I, w- I want to get in the woods, start getting some stands and trail cams setting up. So, um, we got a lot of good stuff coming up that's other than fishing. So, if you are burnt out of fishing, I hear you. Hang in there. I hear you. Hang Please. in there. Um, it's just, it's, you know. It is. It is what it is. It's the season, but we got some camping stuff. We got. I've got three camping trips coming up in the next couple of months. We'll have some some fun content for that. So, and then Jason and I are going to get on the water here soon. Oh, we're going to get that big water. So we will talk some fishing. Maybe get to the cabin. You know, go to Bud Lake Bar. Just have some stories there. You guys are going to Bud Lake. You haven't heard. I haven't told you the Bud Lake bar story. I know ever. of Bud Lake, and I've always wanted. It's not. I will far tell you that on a place. side note because Jason doesn't want to tell this story on on, on okay. the airwaves. So Fair. It's a good story, but Fair. maybe eventually, once once his wife says I do, we'll tell the story. All right, sounds good. He's like motherfucker. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> well, good stuff. So, Jason, what do you got to wrap up? So the fishing journal I was talking about, I looked it up online and it's called, it's from a company called the Write It Down series. Write It Down series. Write It Down. If you type in Write It Down series or fishing journal, write it down. They have tons and tons of categories of different journals, but fishing, hunting, um, camping. I'll I'll put the link to that on, at least on Amazon in the bio for this page for anybody who is interested in it, because I'm super yeah. interested, so I'll put the link to that in our bio. Cool, cool. Cool, cool. Anything else? That's all I got. It's been fun. It was um, it was a fun change of pace to talk about success stories. Right? It hey, is. You know, like, God. I, I feel like um, <laughs> Bobby and I were talking about the other day, and I'm like, why does anybody listen to us? Like, we literally talk about not catching shit and just <laughs> nothing but bad like we've had a lot of success over our years. Like we need to start telling some of these good stories. Like we do actually do some stuff good. Like we are decent fishermen. Like the terrible outdoorsman premise is just because like we have just crazy shit go wrong while we're doing this. And just, you know, that's really what it's about. We're not really terrible, but in, in premise we are because like, you know, the bearing story or me, my gun going click on a deer, like, 
yeah, we've got a lot of those stories, but everybody has those stories. So we can relate to the average Joe that's hunting and fishing. So There's a lot of people that will only talk about their good stories. We're, we are not those people. We are honest. We will tell we you are everything. Not, we are so. not too proud to be like, we suck. Especially, we fuck I've this got, up. And I've got stories. So. Yeah. Jimmy, what do you got to wrap up? <clears throat> I live my life by this. Don't say it again. Be rooting. Oh, my God. Be tooting. And by God, be shooting. But above all, be kind. That'd be, we need to get some shooting podcasts in there, too. Because, yeah, um, uh, I know Dan uh, Dan actually wanted to get on last week, um, but just didn't work out. So um, I, I want to do that. He's got again. some events coming up. Yeah, I would like to do some sporting clays. Yeah. That was a good time. Well, that was that so was much a fun. Blast. We need to put that yeah. together. Next time we get you down here, Jason, we need to just plan like a night, go do some. Uh, could do some shooting. It's if like golfing. I, like I'd honestly rather do that shit than golfing. If I switch, I golf, but like oh, I suck 100%. at golfing. I'd rather shoot. If I switch the twelve gauge, gauge, I'm gonna put you all to shame. Might hurt your shoulder, though. <laughs> Fair point. Your pretty little shoulder. Because my shoulder yeah, that was, was fun, feeling though. pretty good. I'd like to get your brother down too. Like we got to get your brother on a podcast. He was a hoot. Yeah, he, yeah. Was, a, he was a good time. Yep. I want to get him on there. So, yeah, it was yep. it was fun. So uh, we got a lot of stuff to do. Lots of content. Um, uh, we're we're going to always have some fishing stuff, at least over the summer, because that's what we do. Um, that's that's definitely mine and Jason's passion. So we're going to probably always talk fishing because we go from uh, – we go into September, October, where I'm still fishing for muskie, and then maybe November I'll probably be just deer hunting, and then we go into ice fishing. So, like, it's we're fishing all the yep. time, right? It's all year long yep. for us. So we're always going to talk about it, but we're definitely going to start switching gears into other topics. Um, but, again, just to wrap up, uh, if you have any questions for our upcoming Q&A, shoot us those questions. Anything you want us to talk about or just give us our opinions on, whether it be types of line to use, type of lures for certain species. You know, one of us has some knowledge in probably every species, Jason more than others. Um, but, you know, he's got the Great Lakes side. We've got more inland waters. Um, and then maybe it's hunting. Maybe it's camping. Maybe it's grilling. you got some questions for Jimmy. Um, you know, send it to us on uh, any of our social media platforms. We're on literally all of them now. Um, the only one I haven't done is Twitter because I'm waiting for Elon to take over, and then I'll sign up. <laughs> Fuck the rest of Twitter. Once Elon takes over, I'm on board with you, buddy. Tesla for life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> None of us have Teslas. That's the no. best part. <laughs> no, I don't. But you know what? At $6 a gallon, I might be getting a Tesla. Yeah. If my Tesla can haul my boat, I'm in. Oh, Send man. it. The Cybertruck. Um, so, yeah, give us a follow on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all of them, literally. Um, please follow this po- this podcast. Um, share it, too. Um, every time there's a new episode, I, I genuinely am I'm posting about it just so everybody knows there's a new episode out. Um, but share it. Let your friends know. Um, we haven't received any bad feedback. Everybody says that they love it. They love what we're doing. Uh, we've said it before. We want the bad feedback. If you're sick of hearing something, you want us to change something up, let us know. But we're going to try to adapt. That's why we're rolling in some different segments and some different topics and trying to adapt and uh, keep growing this. We are um, we are approaching a milestone marker for listens, which is amazing at this is episode 16. Um, and uh, so I can't thank you all enough for, for listening. It's, it's been a blast, and we're going to keep rolling. Uh, we're going to keep plugging along, and, and we're not going to slow down. So 
If, no. any, if these two want to drop off, I'll be doing this shit by myself. No, no, no. It gives me something to look forward to after a shitty day of work. I can come home and drink beers and talk to the boys about fishing. So I we're going to keep doing it. Um, so please keep listening, giving us the feedback, um, sharing it to your friends. Um, yeah, that's all I got. What do you guys got? Any last final, final comments? Oh, I said my piece. You, you don't get to talk anymore. Jason. <laughs> Midland, Jason, I'm what do you get got? Out there and go after some rock bass. Go, go, Dude, go, hell yeah. go slay the rock bass. Slay. All right, folks. As always, get outdoors and don't be terrible. Yeah.